On this episode of Clappers, Carl doesn't go to Frankston. But he does go to the movies to see yes, Tim does. Burton's Dumbo. I go out the front of my house. To see what? Storm damage. Storm damage. <laughs> and also, we talk about a podcast that Carl likes called Serial. No, we don't. We actually talk about don't the we? case against Adnan Syed. Okay. And I think we did. And we have a little bit of a look yes. at Get Cracking and oh, its yes. finale, which yes. is really a pretty remarkable piece of TV. There That's all are. on this episode. Welcome to the Clappers. This episode is not funny. Don't expect laughs. Very serious. This is Andrew Young. Serious. <laughs> what can I do with that? Carl's just told me before, right, to think about something. And I'm like, why do I need to think about it? You're thinking about it. Why do the two of us need to think about this? One brain is enough. A burden shared is a burden halved is my, my uh, philosophy. But Andrew's a problem is... Ed is a problem... <laughs> Shared is a problem paired. That's Carl Quinn over there, like a little girl he is with his rabbits. What does that mean to anybody? This is not a visual medium, you fool. It's not a visual medium. Paint your own pictures, listeners. Paint your pictures. Andrew. Yes. Get cracking. Okay. Yeah. Have you watched not it at all? Not a visual medium. <laughs> For those, no, who, for no, those no, who were not present, no. Andrew got up and was leaving the studio. So funny. Uh. So funny. My cardigan is very similar to oh, okay. my spoffle. Come on. Behave. Okay, get cracking. I, I watched like a bit of it and it was lamentably tedious. Yeah. So okay. that's it for me. Two seasons okay. of the Cates, McLennan and, and, yep. uh, um, and McCartney, of okay. course. How, how could you forget? The, the yes. McBeatles. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Thank you. McLennan and McCartney. It's like they're real names. Are they really McLennan and McCartney? Look, if there were a royal commission into whether that's their real names or not, I can't guarantee what the outcome would be. That's amazing. No wonder they got together to produce a lamentably tedious television program. Oh, behave now. Behave. Now, I didn't love this show at all. There you go. Even you. Two seasons. Even you will watch anything. Yeah, yeah. Look, it had moments where, okay. like, there was like a killer line, there was a killer skit, there were there were very clever bits in there. It was meant to be a parody of Breakfast TV. Mm-hmm. The se- the show has finished now. The second season yes. has finished. They have said it's they're not going to do anymore. Um, you you can catch it on iView. And the reason I'm bringing it up mm. is because the finale mm. was remarkable. It okay. was absolutely remarkable. There Maybe were, they should have done the finale for all the episodes, oh, and I it would have been a remarkable I TV show. I actually think you can only do it once. Okay. Um, the 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 Kates yep. were both somehow uh, in in labour and off they went to hospital. Okay, and uh, that left their guests mm-hmm. Miranda Tapsell and yep. Nakia Louis to basically host the show mm-hmm. in in their absence, and uh, and then suddenly we had two women of colour hosting a breakfast TV show. Now the setup for this whole whole program get cracking for anybody who hasn't seen it uh, and for those who have I'll keep it brief is it was that it was a I guess ostensibly a parody of breakfast TV Mm -hmm. Um, I have a real problem with the way it's structured which is that the the hosts clearly hate the medium and it's not really kind of it's not a good faith parody yep I think that's my problem with it. Okay. Is it's kind of like they don't come at it as if they're they're doing it for real, yeah. and then and then the the humor is in exposing the tricks and the and the conceits and so on of it, like frontline, like frontline exactly. 
it operates in a almost like a high school review kind yeah. of thing where we hate what we're doing and we think it's stupid and we're going to just really keep pointing out how stupid it is. Yep. But they do it to you, right? They're, yes. they're, it's not like they're they're the foils for it. They're mm-hmm. they're making the point the way yeah. through, and I kind, I kind of think that undercuts the whole premise, yeah. really. Anyway, but it also has to be said that breakfast television is itself a parody of breakfast television. It's almost beyond parody. If you, I don't watch it, but somehow I know about it, and I'm. I, got I, I can promise you sincerely, the television is not on at our place at six, seven, eight, nine in the morning, uh, and. I haven't watched Insiders like at 7 o'clock on Sunday night. So uh, I just have – you see snippets, you see little bits here yeah. and there. And it's, 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 it's as it has always been. It's just loathsome. It's ghastly and it's awful. When Joe Hockey and Kevin Rudd were being best mates, or, uh, things like that were just – they just turn your stomach and it's beyond parody, you know. And so making a parody of something that – already does its own parody so well and, and makes itself unwatchable. I don't know if, if for me anyway, that's not something that, mm. that I find entertaining. And maybe that's why they went the way they did go, yeah. where, where they're sort of continually pointing the finger at it. I, I don't know. I just For me, it doesn't work as a, as a premise. You know, yep. it's, it's got a fundamental problem. Yep. Except in this finale, right. where they basically vacated the seats yes. and two women of colour come in and take over and are at first just like completely like, Oh my god, this is so exciting! We're we're Aboriginal women and we're hosting a breakfast show and blah yeah. blah blah, and it gradually moves. Well, not gradually, quite rapidly yes. moves from what a treat and what a what an honour this is yeah. to an expression of outrage yep. and an unleashing of suppressed anger and rage and resentment. Yep. And Miranda Tapsell in particular does this five minute harangue to camera that is one of the most. I think on the money things I've ever seen yeah. on Australian TV. I I don't want to say too much about it because no. I can't remember and I can't I can't exactly express because you were watching what she it. Did. What time is it on? When is it I, on? I, I watched it after. It's the a fact. nighttime. No, show. I watched it after the fact okay, on iView. Yeah. As as I would say, yeah. anybody who's interested should do. But the the line between performance, yep. scripted performance, and heartfelt expression mm-hmm. I'm very interested in knowing where that was for her because yeah. it she well, why talked ha- about why don't you have lunch with her talk oh, to her about it at lunch I, I'm in fact I'm interviewing her in a, in a few days so I will what a coincidence fact, oh, behave I will in fact ask her about good. it good because and whether she wants to talk about it or not is a mm. whole other matter but but it's it kind of felt like this was no longer performance yeah. it felt like you know she is one of the nicest people in TV Okay. And film and TV, by all reports, and and uh, seems genuinely lovely and mm-hmm. charming and delightful. But she basically smashed the whole idea of like, I have to be this yeah. to be accepted. Yeah, and I just think it was pretty damn great. Good. So, Good. I would say for all your reservations, mm. valid as they are, they are. Check out that episode. Yeah, that I'm. Episode. I may. I may. Oh. I, well, no, no. You. you did, I, I did hear about this. And again, um, it, it is one, something that I, I was in two minds about. Uh, if, if I may, I may Go well, on. I may well watch this. Okay, <laughs> uh, I, you know, nothing for or against any of the, the, the performers mentioned, but um, yeah, I may watch this. Thanks. That's all right. <laughs> the people who don't know you are far more easily persuaded than I am, and you, you make, <laughs> you make. A very good argument for watching this program, and I think that 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 
as a precursor to your interview and luncheon with Miranda Tapsell. I think you've done an excellent job of getting the people to have a look. And those who didn't, because there was a bit of a bit of noise about it, wasn't there, in the, there in the world of media, about yeah. this particular kind of f- unconventional, unorthodox way of finishing a television season. It, it should be said that mm. there, are, there is always a bit of noise mm-hmm. in the media about yes. and social media about... Yes moments. Yep. Not all of them deserve the noise they yes. generate, yes. I, I would say. But this one, I think, was actually really quite inspired, yeah. very pointed, yep. and very unexpected. And, yep. I, and I think, for all those reasons, it's worth a look. Well, Katie McCartney, it's a party in here today because it's our season finale. No, so it isn't so. Look at me, I'm literally crying. I know, you be careful of your makeup. But this job, it's just such an joy to come to every day except the weekends. Hello. Hello. Look at you over I'm there. Back. Look at We're you back. over there with your normal sized ears. We're back with my normal sized ears. <laughs> That's good. Unlike the ears on Dumbo the Elephant. Yes, they're yeah. big ears. Yeah. That's a mean show. I've never watched that show. That looked very mean to me. Really? Why? Yeah, that's crows making fun of him. That made me very sad. I'm not going to watch that, Dumbo. Crows? They're crows, aren't they, that are flying around singing a song about uh, you've, you've never seen an elephant fly? Or oh, right, 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 right. You're talking about the 1941 original Disney animation. What else would we... Are we talking about something else? Tim Burton has remade the film. Live action. Oh, heavy sigh. <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> Jesus. Does life oh. get any worse? <laughs> I had no idea this was going to happen. Where have you been? I thought we were talking about something of significant cultural merit. Hello? No. Dumbo. What, what studio am I in? What's this podcast? Tim Burton. <laughs> Tim Burton. Okay. All right. Okay. Good. Tim Burton, director of films, has made S- Dumbo with some humans. Some of which. With humans. Some of which are actually okay. Um, I can't remember any of them. Humans. Yeah. Okay, instead yep. of an elephant, it's yeah. a man Col- with big Colin ears. Colin Farrell uh, is good. in it. Yeah. He's got um, tats. Michael Keaton is in it. Don't know if he's got tats. Uh, <laughs> he was Eva good. Green. He was good in Danny Bird- DeVito. Birdman. Yeah. That was very good, that yeah. film. I really enjoyed that film. Also about an unexpected flight. Yes, yes. indeed. Yeah. 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 See, there's a thematic consistency to, mm. to this work. Mm. Yes, yes. And look, yes. I'm not going to say too much about it. It's a kid's film, right? Oh, okay. It is a kid's it's film. It's a kid's film, okay. But what makes it interesting yep. for the parents who are inevitably going to be dragged along mm. to watch it with the kids is that there's this whole anti-Disney theme oh, in okay. the film. So Tim Burton started at Which Disney. Which studio is putting out this film? Disney. Okay. Tim Burton started at Disney as an animator. He left, went out and did his own thing. Okay. His... I don't know how many films now he's done with them, but he's done a lot of films with Disney. Mm-hmm. Right? He's come back to the fold, as yes. it were. And this one, he's made them a lot of money. They've made him a lot of money. Okay. Um, this has this... Danny DeVito runs a small circus. Mm-hmm. The Medici... <laughs> Medi- <laughs> no, sorry, I don't mean it's a circus of small people, necessarily. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. Danny DeVito runs a small circus. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> All the bad puns and laboured jokes you make. It wasn't intended. You got me. It wasn't even intended. All right. Anyway, Danny DeVito runs a modest-sized circus, and uh, he buys an elephant, and this elephant 
turns turns out to be pregnant, gives birth to this normal sized elephant. Normal sized elephant, a regular sized elephant, gives birth to a tiny elephant, yeah, baby elephant course. with massive ears. Yep. Dumbo. Which yep. uh, we learn can fly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a larger circus proprietor mm. called Van Devere, played by Michael John Keaton. Goodman. Michael Keaton behave. <laughs> played by Michael Keaton. Yep. Discovers this, buys the circus. Yep. Takes it over mm. because really what he wants is Dumbo. Yeah. Doesn't want anything else. We've seen this before, haven't we? Sacks everybody. Yep. Sacks everybody. Yep. Wants to kill the mother. Oh. Right? Because the mother is distracting Dumbo. Oh, okay. Dumbo can't perform to his best mm. because he's pining for his mother. Why is he pining for his mother? Because she's elsewhere. She's been taken away. Right? Okay. She's been locked up in another part. Why of doesn't she stay with him? She's not actually given that opportunity. But why? Because... <laughs> Like oh we've talked, we've talked about this before. Do, do we need to explain yeah, yeah. plot dynamics? Well, yeah, we've, we've talked about plausibility and false intrigue and creating because situations. the mother elephant yes. is is a little bit uh, unhinged, a little bit. She's got postpartum depression, let's say. Okay, okay? yeah, because her baby's been taken away, well, so she goes a little bit. Because that would be too easy. Where's your where's your plot? Where's your, where's your tension? Where's your narrative yeah, no, drive? That's fine, but it has to make sense. Oh, it makes sense. She's over in another part of the of the the attraction, the fairground attraction, okay. which is called Dreamland. Okay, right, Dreamland, which mm-hmm. sounds a little bit like Disneyland, perhaps. And within Dreamland, mm. there are all sorts of different worlds, including Nightmare Land, uh-huh, which uh-huh. is where this mother elephant who is deemed to be a bit dangerous, is now kept and chained up. Chained up in nightmare land. Yes, mm. yes. Nightmare for her, that's yeah. for sure. Anyway. <laughs> Look, you wanted to talk yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah, what do you yeah, expect yeah. me to say? The point being, yes. before we got derailed onto yes. why is mother not with baby? Yes. The point being, yes. the the swallowing whole of the smaller enterprise, mm-hmm. right? the smaller circus mm-hmm. run by yeah. Danny DeVito, and uh, and then the sacking yes. of staff, yep. yeah, and uh, the the milking of this new asset, Dumbo, mm-hmm. merchandise everywhere, little baby stuffed Dumbo's everywhere, and then in the the sort of final act, yeah. it all goes awry, of course, as you'd expect it to. Yeah. But really, this is this is Tim Burton, who is part of the Disney machine, mm-hmm. basically painting the Disney machine, which has swallowed. Numerous enterprises, Pixar, Lucasfilm, Marvel, none of which you, you want to set up as the small yeah, you, guy you, who's no. you know fighting the good fight necessarily. Yeah, it's but not a David and Goliath story. And most recently has, has taken over Fox. From the Old Testament. And there will be many people sacked. It happens yeah, at, over and over and over again yeah, in these yeah. takeovers. And it consumes product mm-hmm. and merchandises that product relentlessly. And Burton gleefully mm-hmm. tears it all down. Okay. Smashes it, yeah. and it's kind of it's kind of weird. It's a really okay. it's a really strange dynamic to have in, in the in end, a Disney film. In the end of the film, mm. does Dumbo and the, his mother get back together and and are happy? Am, am I am I really going to? D- yes, of course I do. Am good. I really going to destroy the? the yes, good. Do. Yeah, good. It would be terrible for me to give away the end. But yes, yeah, it'd be do. terrible for you to give away <laughs> the end of Tim Burton's remake of Dumbo. She doesn't get shot by hunters. No, instance. it's not Bambi. No. It's not Bambi. No. Okay. <laughs> but that whole thing about like the mother in peril yeah. in yeah. A Disney animation. Yeah. It's a consistent theme. You yes. know. So yes. it, it is uh, Or or indeed with the, the no mother 
theme indeed, as well. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting in kids in kids' stories. So often the parents are absent, mm-hmm. either dead or mm-hmm. missing. Absolutely. Or, you know, it's, and it kind of frees the kids up to have adventures. But also to have trauma I as to well. Have trauma as well. Yeah. Very Hansel important. and Gretel is mm. a good example with the uh, mean semi stepmother. Uh, semi stepmothers, stepmothers. That's another theme. Uh the history of corporations is the history of big companies taking over small companies in the motor industry, in the recording industry. It's yeah. it's a it's a it's a common thing. But Asset you know, stripping. It, Ford or or Tata uh, uh, is not exactly putting out. Sorry, <laughs> say that again. Ford or Tata uh, is not putting out. Uh, small cars mm. that that uh, pine for pine no, well, for the SUV that they wish they were attached to, and and, uh, <laughs> and sort of serve as a critique of no. you know its own operations. I mean that that's you know yes, of course it happens across the corporate world. Yeah, but th- there isn't this kind of uh, tension wherein uh, the the critique is also offered. Yeah. That, I mean that's that's the only thing that I, I as an adult viewer of Dumbo found particularly interesting is it that kind of tension within it is the color what's the color like the color the yeah is it like the treatment of the stock imagine very it were bright. film stock very bright yeah. very saturated like, like that yeah like that what's the, the remake he did of the charlie and the chocolate factory yeah like that look is yeah. it yeah yeah because for some reason i'm imagining this soaked depression no. kind of Washed out. It's set in nineteen nineteen. It's post World War One. Yeah. Okay. So pre depression. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's sort of just after the war. It's kind of like on the brink of modernity. This is the heyday of the Weimar Republic. He should have said it in <laughs> Germany. You know, could have had nude elephants and all kinds of isms and asms. I am a pachyderm. Yes. It would have been great. What's wrong? Why don't people listen to me? They do actually. They do listen to me. They listen to me all the time. They have many opportunities to. But I'm sorry that it wasn't set in Weimar Germany. That would have been grouse, grouse. Mm. And you, hmm, charming. Well, maybe didn't recognize you without makeup. So I got to teach you to fly. I know how to fly. Ever since I was a child. They taught Dumbo to fly, no? So I don't need your expertise. Alright. Right, so uh a little while ago. Hey look, you've got the same thing as me. What's that? See that happened in December and it was down there. It's not a visual medium. So Carl has a bruised fingernail. Little fingernail, same as me. We must have both bashed them. But mine started in December and now it's almost gone. It takes you months. Yeah. If you damage your fingernail mine got it takes the, months. Mine got caught in the back end of a jigsaw. Okay. Ooh. Thankfully, not the not front. The fr- end I was going to say that you wouldn't be holding up a finger; you would be holding up <laughs> a stump, a, a cauterized stump. Indeed. Come and see Carl's cauterized stump <laughs> at the Little Circus. Now, there was a lot of wind and storms. Uh, we 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 are a dry continent, and we are a dry city. We only get them like like a, a spasm of two or three days in in December, and then we get a little this bit later. This segment brought to you by Dulux Paints. So, a lot of trees were blown down. My place, the houses next door, a lot of trees divested themselves of boughs and limbs onto my driveway, right? Oh, is, is this, is this going to be like Andrew's, Andrew's whinge corner? No, 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 no. This will amuse and delight. Okay. This will amuse and delight, I, I, I suspect. So I went and got various saws and sawed up all these boughs and limbs into easy-to-carry parcels. You're not talking weeping wounds when you say No, 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 no. Yeah. And uh, I, I dragged them up and put them out the front on what is termed the nature strip. The nature strip, yeah. This is on a Friday, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 
And the Monday, because it's the weekend, mm. uh, the, the SES was being called out all over the place because people's homes were being stove in by trees, right? There wasn't any danger. So I didn't call up the SES. They're busy. So I, I waited and I called the council, risking a fine. I call the council. I say, listen, all these trees came down and it's all in the drive and I dragged them up and I sawed them all into bits and I've put them at the end. Did you bundle them? I didn't. I, no, I didn't bundle them. Oh, am I jumping I did, the gun here? I, I did not bundle <laughs> them. And I said to the person who I presumed was taking careful notes <laughs> from the council, Yarra Council, 92055555, should you need to call Yarra Council... And I said, so this is what's happened. This is what I've done. I've sawed them all up because I'm just a weak and puny individual. I can't carry a practical whole tree up the drive myself. And can I just say, given that this is not a visual medium, yes. I'd just like to verify. Yes, the, thank you. The weak and puny I, yes, individual. Thank you, Carl. I am a weak and puny and Carl verifies. Good. So I ring them up. I tell them. And, and the person from the council said, well, yeah, that's a hazard. We, we call that a hazard. So we're going to get onto that right away. Okay. So the, the process that the Yarra Council has of getting onto things right away involves somebody coming down and having a look. Right. I, could, I didn't send any photos. Just I just one made, made a phone or call. Two. Well, I'm not sure how many, but I did receive an email. There's surely somebody leaning on a shovel while this looking is going on. I suspect that it might have been somebody who drove. Look, I'm going to say they got out the car. They did get out the car. And here's the email. I won't say, I won't say the name of the council employee who, who wrote it. Hi, Andrew. Good start. These branches appear to be from private vegetation. Oh, dear. And consistent with pruning from electrical infrastructure. Oh, dear. I've emailed the relevant distribution authority to arrange pickup as these relate to their works and not councils. Thanks for sending this through. Should the branches still be out the front in two days, contact me, blah, blah, blah. Um, at no point did I say... All these trees fell down, so I called the electricity company to come and prune them for me yeah. and do some other electricity so the, works. So the electrical, uh, you know, intervention here yeah. is yours. Yeah, there's yeah. no electrical intervention. It's, it's a like, handsaw. I have said, I have, I've clearly, I mean, no, I, I love being accused of... Yeah, of being handy. Of being handy, <laughs> of, of professionalism when it comes to sawing branches. Nobody likes better than being me than being accused of, of, of professionalism in areas where I'm not professional. But I thought it a bizarre email to send when I've already said I yeah. Me, I'm putting my hand up. The branches that came down on the roof and on the driveway from other people's houses, not mine, I've picked them up, I've sawn them, I've put them there. Not city power or anything. So a couple of days later, there's another bloke out in the front of the house from the electrical authority. I, taking, I think taking, I can see where this is taking going. Taking some photos of the branches. <laughs> to prove that yeah. they had nothing to do with One the One of the members of my household goes up to this fellow and goes, hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm... And he used a phrase that, that, that may require a language warning. He said to this small member of my house, oh, I'm just covering my ass here, love. Somebody said that blah, 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 blah. <laughs> this to your daughter. Yeah. And, and <laughs> he's saying, Who is how old? Seven. And he's taking photos <laughs> of branches. She brings him down the driveway to, to point up to the, this massive tree where they all fell down from. The, bird, the birds love this tree. I mean, the point is, you know, trees are under stress and there's no water. They will shed the heavier branches. And so... The branches remain, okay? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm expecting people to dump fridges on top of them. And, and, and so I write an email on, back. That'd be the electrical companies <laughs> dumping those fridges for sure. I write an email back pointing out that there's no electrical authority business here. It was, once again, it was I. 
Yeah. It was I with my professional nature. with my professional skills Colluding. at sawing branches. Me and Mother Nature. Uh, uh, and and I put them there, and this is if you have a little look around, you'll see all over the place there have been branches in the park. I mean, it's it's not an uncommon thing. Uh, I would love to have this matter cleared up, and uh, this matter or the branches. No, I'd well, rather I, have the branches well, I, cleared I, I, up. I, I thought I was making a clever play on words. Um, clearly too leave, subtle. Leave it alone. Clearly too subtle. <laughs> But eventually they did come and take them away. But for God's sake, you, you wonder at how much money and how much time when there's people coming backwards and forwards sending proposals. I'm surprised they didn't get a little team and start digging up the road, frankly. I, you know what? I, yeah. I think there's a moral to this story. Yeah. And it is if you're not particularly handy and mm. the trees come down around mm. your house, mm. just think twice before you branch out into a bit of handsaw work. I like that branch out. Well, I would have been able, no one would have been able to get their cars out the driveway, so I was doing a service to all my neighbours. So, But whose driveway was it? Mine. Uh, or was it yours? Well, no, I should, or or I, was it the council that laid the concrete? No, so no, no, no. no. It's, it's, it, it's, it, is, it is clearly an issue. There's a lot of buck passing There's a lot of buck in passing story, involved. And any opportunity I have to use this forum to make fun of the state government or the council or anybody else including you, I will take it. <laughs> Just quickly, before the end of the month, listeners in Melbourne, uh, another venerable location is changing hands and has not been granted an extension of its license. The lounge, which I first went to when I moved to Melbourne in 1991, Though it takes away the definite article and refers to itself yeah, as, it's lounge, lounge, yeah. as lounge, as lounge. I believe I. You went there on your first date with I your did wife, it. did no, you? No, no, no. no <laughs> Somebody no. else's wife. You Somebody went there. Somebody else's wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. fantastic. Um, I, I might have been there ahead of you by yeah. a couple of months because I moved to Melbourne in I think October nineteen ninety. Okay, so I was lounge the, was one of the first. The places first, I same, liked. same, like like maybe the second or third night. Mm. Um, uh, I worked just around the corner. And it was open. You could eat there at late, and and I remember going there. And they, you had to have a card on the weekend nights. And the, the guys said, "Yeah, come up and get one off me." And, I, and I've still got it. Have you? Yeah, Andrew Young, Three Night Street, Elwood. It says <laughs> on it in pen. Um, and uh, fans, he doesn't live yeah, there anymore. I'm not there anymore. Just <laughs> by all means, knock on the door, but it won't be me answering. Okay, I don't know who'll be answering. But but I used to go there. I, all it was a wonderful place to go and hang and stay. It was twenty four hour license, and it's such a shame. It's twenty nine years it's been going. And so, what's the story with it closing oh, down? Okay, so the the no again, it's a lease extension thing. They don't own the building, yep. and the owners of the building have got one of probably one of your mates, one of those major hospitality conglomerates that own seventeen manor houses and restaurants and helicopters and things. They've taken it over. Twenty-four hour license is valuable. Yeah, yeah, it'd be worth so, a fortune. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so somebody else has taken it over. Somebody <coughs> who who we probably see on television doing advertisements for cookware or on one of those cooking shows. You know, it's very unfortunate because place are you, like are that. Are you just spe speculating yeah, there, or yeah. do you actually know no? No, who's I'm speculating. Taken it over? Oh, I know it is a major hospitality group. Okay, right, right. But I don't know. I, I I could say a name, but I might be wrong, uh, and I would hate to say anything wrong mm. on this podcast. Mm. Yeah, how important it is to be right. It might be letters from the Council there, might be there might be letters from the council <laughs> if I said any initials or, or names. I've got one so in the front of my mind, I hope I don't accidentally say it. Anyway, it, it was I, I saw Gil Scott Heron there and it was wonderful. And I know I say wonderful all the time, but it was and it is still like... Was it televised when you saw? 
school? school? No, no, no. It's no? the 6th of April right now. We are speaking on the 6th of April. So you've still got almost a month to get down there and have some relive old times, enjoy good times. It's in Swanston Street mm. in Melbourne Lounge. It goes open 24 hours. Go and have a dance. I don't think there's food there anymore. Maybe there is. It's been ages since I've been. But another great venue, gone. And I always get nervous when one follows the other. We, we are so lucky here in Melbourne compared to Sydney, you know. I can't exaggerate. I can't po- – and I'm a big exaggerator. I can't exaggerate how dire it is. And it has been. When I left Sydney, I left Sydney for a reason, okay. Music is the reason I left oh, not Sydney. not bailiffs. No, not bailiffs. Music, it was gone. Mm. Like there was electronic music, sure. There was a really thriving scene in Oxford Street. But that wasn't my scene. Yeah. The live band scene, over. Yeah. And – I mean, just look at it now. You don't need me to tell you about Sydney. We are so lucky in Melbourne. And I do get a little nervous when a hospitality group takes over a venue, a music venue, to turn it into something. Like, we need more restaurants. Like, really? No, thanks. Andrew, you're, uh, do you ever listen to podcasts? Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I do. I do. Yes, I do. I, I, I'm a little hesitant to say that. There was an opportunity for you there to say, yes, I listen to the clappers all the time. I'm, I'm just trying to... See, see, okay. Because I think it's important to promote the mm, clappers... As a podcast. ...while listening to it. <laughs> no. Or, or while recording it. Um, sorry, sorry for all that weird... Like, sound man sounds like he's had another one of those tablets type answer. I only listen to podcasts mm. when I'm there's like two or three occasions when I listen to podcasts, sometimes in the car, yeah, but rarely mm. just because it's on my phone and the car, it's it doesn't, it's yeah, yeah, annoying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and at the gymnasium, right? So I don't listen to them at home mm. and. I'm worried now that people are listening to podcasts so much that they may not be doing other things that they should be doing. Well, very interesting story that, yeah. that we published in, uh, you know, my the journal Sun. of record. Oh, the proper paper, thank you very much. Oh, the Australian. Oh, behave. <laughs> God, you're a... I'm, I'm leaving. That's it. I've had enough. I've had enough. Uh, in the age, uh, about uh, an app... Um, that allows you, well, a number of apps or a number of functions within apps that allow you to basically fast forward or not fast forward, but to play at enhanced speed so that you can, uh, there was a a case of a a guy who listens to uh, podcasts 12 hours a day. He subscribes to 1,400 podcasts. No, 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 no. (laughs) No, we shouldn't be talking about this man. Give him no but publicity. The, but the 12 hours of listening a day, mm. in that time he consumes what would ordinarily have been 36 hours worth of podcasts. Now, I'm not suggesting that anybody should set this as a benchmark in their own no. life. However, Is I, Lars von Trier going to make a film about this guy? <laughs> Probably. However, I am I am astonished at, at the, the notion that you could like condense. I sense what you a do. grudging admiration well, <laughs> here. I, I admire the, the sort of... the. The technology and the, and the ah. sense that there is a there is a perceived need which is being met. Mm. Right? I don't know that I necessarily would would do it myself. I don't do it. I don't. You fast can you can on iTunes. I'm, I'm yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you can, can make do it, it on a number of things. On, yeah, on of course iTunes, you can. Of yeah. course you can. And, but this allows you to sort of uh, track how much you have. How much time you waste? How much time you've saved? <laughs> how much time you've saved? <sighs> 
Oh, what is he doing with that same Any, time? Anyway, listening to more podcasts. Listening to more podcasts. The point yeah. being, the point being, mm. if we condensed all of the nonsense and the gibberish and the <sighs> ums and ahs. <laughs> yes. You can listen to the pod- to the clappers in about 36 seconds. Yeah, it's look, we, they're only about half an hour long and I reckon the sweet spot's about five minutes. I reckon there's about five minutes of goodness <laughs> and the rest... Hang on, which one of us is talking in that sweet spot? I reckon we could distribute it uh, between the two of us, 60-40, Anyway, the reason like I bring that. up podcasts was not mm. to talk about that particularly, oh, although that's, a, that's an interesting insight. Cereal. Did you listen to Cereal? No. no. Oh, no. No, no, no. 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 Oh, you, you, yeah, you're, no. Standing, you're standing no. on principle on no, this, no, no. are you? And, and, and you remind me of something that has been a principle of mine for a long time. Oh, which and is what? One of my many principles. <laughs> this salacious voyeurism over true crime. True crime. I, okay, no, okay, no. Right, just right. no, okay? Right. I, I listened to one. That we don't need to talk about because I don't think podcasts should talk about podcasts. One of the many things that could be improved on a podcast that I do listen to, mm. the uh, Crab Sales one, is if they didn't talk about podcasts. That's one thing that they could they could improve. There's so many things they could improve on that podcast and and listening to it. <laughs> we are really the people to talk about improving podcasts. No, uh, uh, one I listened to because it was kind of in, in my local area where I grew up and involved you know certain aspects of my. Anyway, Northern was, Beaches. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, I listen to that, but but no, not listening to any of them. No, yeah. I refuse. Okay. All right, but you can. Well, I'll do the work for you because mm. it's dirty. It would work. be work too. Dirty work. Somebody's got to do yeah. it. Serial season one, two thousand and fourteen. It came out. Produced by um, Sarah Koenig and Co from uh, the National Public Radio. Um, uh, team who put together This American Life, right? Which is also a great program, I think. Um, this was a true crime uh, story about a, a kid called Adnan Syed who was found guilty of murdering his uh, former girlfriend. Uh, they were high school students at the time. This happened in 1999. He is currently in jail, Still, is still in jail, despite his claims, many, many people's claims that the evidence against him was flimsy and that he was innocent and uh, that police failed to follow up a whole bunch of alternative leads and flawed investigation, etc. The The reason I bring it up is because there's a TV documentary, a four-part TV documentary called The Case Against Adnan Syed, made by Amy Berg, who has, uh, is a well-known documentary maker, won an Oscar years ago, uh, made, made a, f- uh, a film about the Memphis Three a couple of years ago. Very well-regarded filmmaker. This revisits the case and sort of brings us up to date on developments uh, since mm-hmm. the first season of Serial went to air. There have since been two more seasons of Serial. Um, and it's it's really good. It's mm. very, very good. On the assumption that you don't object in principle to true crime stories, mm-hmm. um, it, it recaps what's happened. Yeah. Uh, it also recaps what happened in the case leading up to the mm-hmm. podcast. And it deals with the podcast and the impact of the podcast, which has been downloaded 175 million times, which is an astonishing number. Yep. And I think for most people, it's fair to say that Serial was the program that actually 
introduce them to podcasts okay. as a phenomenon or yep. as, as, a, as a medium. Um, I mean, there are still many people who are discovering podcasts every every day and every week. It's not it's not as if it is saturation level by it's any not, stretch. No, no, but no, no. Serial was a phenomenon that, yeah. that woke people up to this. Mm. There was this thing happening. What is what's a podcast? How yeah. do I find it? Etc. Um, and it and it sparked an appeal. He's been denied a retrial by the highest appeals court in Maryland, having twice before been granted the right to a retrial. Uh, so I guess there's the only um, avenue avenue open to his legal team now is to appeal to the federal appeals court mm-hmm. so who knows who knows where it goes it it shows i think the strengths and the limitation of investigative journalism yeah. um, that you can actually bring uh perceived injustices to light you can you can uh force a re-examination yep. of uh on, of those cases you can rally public support for a re-examination, but you can't necessarily change the outcome. No, uh, no. It's a bit like an, a member of parliament who has caused grievous offence. You can sign all the petitions you want, mm. but that member of parliament was is duly sworn in, and unless that MP is bankrupt or commits a serious crime, will be in parliament until an election. Yeah, well, th- there is that, and you do have that caveat of, until an election. Yeah. So the phrase yeah. of the world yep. may yet face, you know, some sort of judgment. Then again, you know, the groundswell of support for the far right in this country means yes. that he may be returned with a significant portion of the vote, which would be a, a dreadful outcome, but yes. not to yes. be ruled out of no, I've, possibility. I've, I've not heard anybody say, oh, I won't vote for One Nation now. Yeah. In terms of actual One Nation supporters, well, are still One Nation supporters. That's right. That's right. But the Adnan Syed case, uh, for those who... We're familiar with it through Serial. I think there's still value in watching the series. There's still meat on the bone. Absolutely. And for those who are not familiar with it through Serial, uh, I think that the documentary gives you everything you need to know to understand both the case yeah. and the and the significance of that podcast. I'm going to presume that there's, given there's been three seasons of mm-hmm. this podcast, mm-hmm. I'm going to presume that the makers of the podcast think that he's innocent. No, no, the three seasons aren't all about oh, that sorry. case. No, oh, no, no. Oh, right, no. right. The second, the second one was about uh, a soldier who was um, uh, court-martialed for desertion. Yep. Um, and, uh, and and the third one, which I've just finished listening to, mm. in fact, it was basically was spurred by the response to the Adnan Sayed mm-hmm. podcast. In and uh, Sarah Koenig starts it by saying that a lot of people since that first season have said, what does the Adnan Syed case tell us about the American justice system? And her response is actually not that much mm-hmm. because it's a it's a standalone case with a, a series of unique circumstances. Uh, and to really understand the American justice system, you need to get deep into it. And so this third season is basically a year spent in a courthouse in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. And it's fascinating. I think um, I think it's nine episodes, not nine parts, and uh, it it follows. Uh, it it spends days in a courtroom, get, you know. So you get yeah. this kind of rapid succession of cases, and then it spends long periods of time with particular cases. It even gets inside the juvenile justice system, which is quite an achievement because uh, those records are not generally accessible to mm-hmm. the public or th- or to the media. So it's a, it's a really good piece of work, I think. I so mean, to back to my no simple answers, of back course. Back again. to my original point: is there a presumption having? immerse yourself in yep. 
this case or these... Is there a presumption of innocence? That this, that this man is innocent. From watching the TV show, from listening to the podcast and all the subsequent appeals, is there a presumption that there's, there's a flaw, that, there, that there's been I a miscarriage a, of justice? I think there's a presumption that there has been a... that there is a very unsafe verdict, yeah. uh, which is a, a legal term, that yeah. the, the verdict should not have been reached on the yeah, basis of the, of evidence, the evidence that was yeah. available. Yeah. And, uh, so, it's, again, it's not so much we think that this man is innocent. It's that we don't think enough evidence was provided to convict him of uh, this crime. Yes. I, I, w- I would say that's that's fair. I, like, I think that there is an, an, under, an underpinning kind of, if not a strident assertion, at least a kind of leaning towards an, yeah. an assumption of innocence on his part. Like... Or an, an assumption of the likelihood of innocence on, okay. on his part. Not certainty. No, no, no. Now Sarah well, Koenig, in fact, at the end of Serial Season 1, it can't, comes down absolutely on the fence. But, yeah. like, I still don't which, which know. Is, which is a good place. I think that's a really good place yeah. to be. I still don't know, but I think the, the way this was handled was not That's right. where I thought the arsonist was going to go. Yeah. I, I didn't, like I said before, I didn't think Brendan Sokolak was con- convincingly... For those who don't know what Andrew's talking about here, the arsonist being Chloe Hooper's book about one of the men uh, convicted of starting, starting fires yeah. in 2009 in Victoria. And yeah, and particularly in the, near the town of Churchill. And yeah, so, so I felt that, that, that whatever evidence was presented in the book yeah. was not convincing enough to, to leave the reader feeling, yes, they got the right man, he did it, he's in jail, great, let's move on. Yeah. So yeah, I think... That, that's that's a good place for Sarah Koenig to be to not say one way or another. Yeah. I think Amy Berg is probably more uh, stridently on the side of there's been an, a miscarriage of justice here. Yeah. Uh, probably leaning 80 to 90% towards the Adnan Syed is innocent yeah. position. What do you feel from listening to it? Um, I'm... Oh man, I, 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 I can't say with certainty that I think yeah. he's innocent. Yeah. I think there are there are elements in, in the in the case that suggest that he could well be guilty, mm. but so much of that comes down to the testimony of one character, yeah. Jay Wilds, who uh, whose testimony is inherently unreliable. Yeah, and so if you take his testimony out, yep, then there is nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, the no DNA, no DNA, no witnesses, no. Uh, there's possibly, you know, the the hint of motive mm. around jealousy, mm-hmm. but nothing in prior behaviour suggested that that was an issue. Uh, nothing in subsequent behaviour. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of, it, you know, you're then left with, well, what are the alternative explanations? Mm. And that's where it gets tricky. Mm. Uh, but it's not the job of a, of a defence to prove an alternative explanation. It's no, only no, the job of a defence no, to say to to establish sufficient doubt. Mm. Uh, that uh, that uh, a guilty verdict should not and cannot be reached, mm, mm. and and I think that uh, both Serial and uh, the case against Adnan Syed argue very convincingly that the legal team operating for uh, Adnan Syed in his uh, murder trial in ninety in two thousand uh, did not adequately argue that position. That's it from this episode. Of the Clappers. We have the place for ourselves. We could keep going for hours, you know, couldn't we? we no could, one can stop us. There's a toilet right there, right in front of me. If I need to use it, I can, but I don't. From here. It's just right there. Yeah. Yeah, you can reach it from here. Yeah. Easy, yeah. man. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I've done some practice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, tune in for, yes. for the uh, the Clappers pissing contest. We'll be yeah. uh, we'll be back with more of that next Who week. We'll win. Actually, we'll be taking a week's break because I'm going away. But but uh, they won't even know. But don't get worried. We'll be back. But they won't even know because this will be on during your break time. Yeah. And wait a minute. Speaking of which, why are you going to Bali? <laughs> why are you going to Bali? I'm being dragged away. Tell 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 us. Wife and we children. We all want to know. School holidays. They want to go to Bali. Do they? They, do. they said please. Please, take us to Bali. Thank you. Really? Yeah. I'll tell you when we get back. Oh, yes. Wait and listen to that. <laughs> Please, don't don't make any plans. Make sure that you listen to the next podcast because we are all going to find out what is so good about Bali. Why don't you go to Frankston instead?